0: and welcome to this week's episode of Seen and Heard, Industry Updates for the Modern Dairy Family. I'm Melissa Lima, your North Coast and Organic Field Services representative, and I'm excited to bring you this week's episode, which features a market update from our partners at Blimling Everag, as well as an interview that Darby did with Connie Kuber of the Dairy Girl Network. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Let's jump in with Tiffany Lamandola, our economist with Blimling Everag. Pacific Gas and Electric is here to remind you that signs keep you safe. Sections of our natural gas transmission pipeline travel underground and beneath agricultural land. For the safety of you, your family, and your employees, pipeline markers are placed to indicate the approximate location of the pipe as a reminder to use extra care. Removing a pipeline marker creates a serious safety hazard. To have additional markers placed or report damaged or missing markers, please call your pg e account manager or our Agricultural Customer Service Center at 877-311-3276. To learn more, visit www.pge.com/agsafety. Remember,
1: signs keep you safe. Hi folks, it was another pretty steady week in our dairy markets. Buyers anxious to build butter inventories ahead of the seasonal summer production slowdown uh, came to the CME, and we saw butter shoot as high as $3 per pound. That's the first time we've hit that price since September 2015. We didn't quite finish that high on Friday. We fell back to 297.50, but that was still up six cents for the week. As we look at the data around butter, we are seeing domestic use start to slow. We're down about 3.5% year over year for the first four months of 2022. The cheese market saw a little action early in the week. Um, barrels moved back and forth some. Spot blocks closed Friday at 2 down one and a half cents, with barrels at and a quarter down a little less than a penny. Uh, consumer demand still... Looks to be pretty healthy for cheese. Year-to-date domestic use is up 2.5% above year-over-year levels. Um, But there are some signs of slowdown as natural cheese sales at the retail level for May uh, slipped about 2%. International buyers, though, are snapping up U.S. cheese at record levels. In April, our exports totaled 91 million pounds. That's the second highest monthly total on record. Over in the non-fat market, we kind of bounced up and down, ended the week at $1.85.50, down about a penny for the week. On powder exports, we did see some slippage, um, down about 6% year over year, probably due to higher prices and also shipping issues. A Little bit macro issues, we're watching consumer price inflation shot up more than expected in May rising a percentage on the month and up 8.6% year over year. Much of that increase was due to soaring gas and fuel prices with gas, all types up nearly 49% and fuel oil up 106.7% on the year. Food prices also outpaced the overall index. Food food inflation climbed about 10% and food at home and food away from home indexes jumped about 12% and 7% respectively. The response to the relentless price increases also sent the University of Michigan's Consumer Sentiment Index for June tumbling to 50.2. That's the lowest reading in history of that index. So definitely some different fundamentals going on. Dairy fundamentals looking good, macro issues not so much. I also want to remind uh, listeners that if you are interested in getting some dairy revenue protection coverage in place. Those are milk price floors for the third quarter of this year. The deadline is next week, June 15th. Right now you can get a class three floor for 2339 for 20 cents and a class four floor for 2469 uh, costing about 15 cents a hundredweight. As always, please reach out with any questions.
2: Well, welcome to another episode of Seen and Heard. I'm here with Connie Cooper. Connie, thanks so much for taking time to be on today.
3: Thanks Darby for inviting me. I really appreciate it.
2: Well, Connie, to get us started, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your journey in the dairy industry and your current roles?
3: Sure. Thank you. Um, well, my journey is a fairly long journey. Um, I just had a birthday June 1st. I'm 62 years old now. So it, it started when I was a little girl growing up uh, in Minnesota. On a small dairy farm, Um, we had 25 cows in Lake Elmo, Minnesota. And then um, when I was in fifth grade, moved to Lake City, Minnesota and expanded our herd to a whopping 72 cows. So, um, but that was at the time it was a big herd and uh, they're all registered beautiful cows. Saposka Farm was my my prefix. Um, But I went on to go to college at the University of Minnesota and was one of the first um, classes of agriculture journalism majors to graduate from there and um, and participated on the dairy team. And, um, and then after college, I came out here to California. I had an offer to work for Worldwide Sires in Hanford. And uh, so I did that uh, for about nine years and uh, did advertising and promotion for them. And uh, in the meantime, I had met Ron, my husband, and we got married. And once we started having children, um, it was the drive to Hanford from Fresno, where we lived, was pretty long. And having a baby uh, that was just a, a sweet little thing, I decided to stay home with her. And uh, within a couple of weeks, I had some freelancing jobs lined up to work for some dairy trade journals. And so, throughout my career of raising my three kids, I also had a career as a freelance writer working for just about every dairy trade journal imaginable, and finally settled on working with Jim Dickerel at Dairy Today for several years. And then in 1993, Ron and I started uh, Connor Marketing, which is now Connor AgriScience. And then we, um, we've had a several different product products that we worked with, and we've kind of found our way into the niche of silage. And in 2009, we introduced oxygen barrier film to the Western United States and did that very successfully. And then, um, about six years ago, we decided that we had had some, some, um, discrepancies with our manufacturing uh, with our with the brand we were selling. So we developed our own brand. And so that's been quite a journey for us to develop a brand, have it successful. It's called Seal Pro, Silage Barrier Film. And so now I'm involved in the marketing of that, um, doing events with that. and um, and Ron and I are fairly equal partners in, in everything that we do with this. So that's kind of my journey
2: just a pretty fascinating story. And I mean, I know how much, how much work and how involved you are. And it's been really neat to continue to watch your business grow. If you are listening and you haven't stopped by the Coopers booth at the World Ag Expo, Connie puts on quite a beautiful booth. So I know you do quite a lot of work with (laughs) event planning as far as that goes. Right.
3: Well, and I have to. I have to also mention that uh, our daughter Madeline works for us now too. And Madeline has a degree from Cal Poly in event and sports management. And so I just work at the events these days. She's the one that puts on these beautiful events. And I and I must say she uh, takes an event uh, and trade shoe trade show booth uh, development to another level. So she also does um, all of our uh, financial work for us too. So,
2: well, you've got quite some, some strong women at your company. That kind of leads me into my next question. Could you tell us a little bit about your role at Dairy Girl Network?
3: Sure. Um, so I went to my first Dairy Girl Network event, I think five or six years ago in Madison at World Dairy Expo. And I was hooked. It was such a great, um, gathering. Of people, uh, women from all different ages, all different backgrounds, from all over the country, and yeah, I mean, young women just getting started, um, older women uh, that had been uh, in the industry for a while, people in industry, people that are farming actively, people who are married to uh, people that are farming actively, and maybe have a job elsewhere on uh, off the farm. So I went to that. Um, And I thought, you know, I would really like to get involved in this. And the reason why is because, like I said, I'm 62 years old. I grew up in a different world of dairy when I was in my 20s and 30s, even my 40s. And I wish I had had the support of other women um, throughout those years. Now, don't get me wrong there. I have some very, very good friends who also grew up in that time and are still working today. Um, People like Cindy Long, that worked for Sire Power for several years. And I got to reconnect with her at World Dairy Expo this last year. What an incredible woman she is. Joan Lau, who uh, works for CMEX. Jean Aniksted, who is a farmer in Minnesota, um, married her college sweetheart and has raised children and has farming with her husband in um, Minnesota. Stephanie Moons Alexander, who I just got to visit a few weeks ago at her dairy that she runs with her husband, Blake, uh, the Alexander farm. And then uh, Terry Brown Dallas, who we grew up together showing cattle um, in Minnesota. And she went on to be the, um, the head of all promotions and communication um, at uh, 21st Century and GenX, Gen- um, the, the breeding service. Um, people like Bonnie Moore, the, the artist who I grew up with, uh, I knew her as Bonnie Bianchi, but we had all of these women that um, you might recognize their names. We all grew up in a time when, um, uh, really, I mean, I'll just say it out loud: men uh, were the majority of people that were in the business, and and I'm I'm certainly not saying that men were hard to get along with or any of that kind of stuff. It's just that, um, having women that you know, and are in your corner and you can communicate with, um, is just a very, uh, comfortable thing. Dairy Girl Network, our focus is on uh, making connections with people and and having people meet each other, networking, just knowing that someone else across the country or in your own town are facing some of the same challenges that you are and are celebrating some of the same victories that you are is a great, great, great feeling. So, so I joined uh, Dairy Girl Network. Um, I was involved in some connect events here in California. We had one in San Luis Obispo that maybe some of your listeners went to, that was so much fun. Um, And then of course we had COVID and we've since put on some really nice events online, uh, sharing wisdom, um, how to uh, become an entrepreneur on your own dairy farm um, and the other connect events that we've had um, and the national conference that we had, all these things have been online. And now that we can be out in the open and uh, with each other, we're very excited to offer connect events and and the national conference that's coming up November 1st to the 3rd in my home state of Minnesota.
2: Well, I can personally vouch as a member of Dairy Girl Network, um, how really important I think some of these events are. You mentioned the event in San Louis and I was able to attend that event. You had some wonderful speakers. And I mean, like you talked about just women in the industry that understand your challenges and equally your triumphs. Um, I have quite a few friends that I graduated with around the same time at, at Cal Poly. And those friendships are special for those of us who work in the industry because there is, I, I feel like there's a level of understanding there and a level of uh, ability to be vulnerable and open about our professional lives with those, those friendships and share things that you know someone else may have experienced as well so i'm really excited to see some more of these events um return to in person
3: right me too Um, we uh every year at world ag expo you mentioned our booth before we have a connect event on wednesday mornings It's just a a a very uh, short brief but friendly and comfortable coffee that we have um, We're I'm hoping that more and more women in the Western States will come together and, and uh, put on some of these connect events at the different um, uh, events that we have. We had a, a connect event at the um, we used to call it the large herd conference um, in Reno this last year. And that was so much fun to see everybody and, and meet people and, and for people to just like you said, know that there are other women out there that are in the same situations that that you're in. So, um, some other things I wanted to mention about Dairy Girl Network is we have a webinar series that is really, really um, something that some your listeners should check out. the The webinars happen at least once a month. Sometimes they have if they have running a series uh, like they did last May. We were focusing on mental health and there there were two webinars that month, Um, but you can sign up for a subscription for these webinars or just uh, sign up for them one at a time. But we've got a a really good um, list of speakers for for those. And all these things, by the way, are on dairygirlnetwork.com. You can go to our programs and find us there, dairygirlnetwork.com. We talked about that in our
2: show notes too, so that people can click right below the episode. Right.
3: Please do. That'd be great. Um, Something else that's exciting that um, people from all over the country will, will really appreciate is we, we are having a um, Spanish speakers class as part of Dairy Girl Network. You can find that online as well. And it will be an on- online on-demand um, class that you can take. And um, this was very, very successful a few years ago. Um, we had some, some uh, the person who was doing it was not able to do it anymore. And now we have someone else that will be able to do it. And, and we're just very excited because it was very, very successful. Um, another thing that we're looking forward to that will be really great for especially women here in the West. I, I tend to see that a lot of women here are involved in the office and financial situation here and on their dairy. We're going to have a QuickBooks course that will be online as well. And so if you watch dairygirlnetwork.com, you'll you'll see that that's going to come up pretty soon. Um, we're also going to have a new manager's crash course. So that women who are moving into uh, management roles on a dairy can um, can go learn uh, about that role and and some of the, the detailed things that that they're going to need to know before they step into that into that um, situation. So we've got a lot of really neat stuff coming up and uh, very different things. And like I said too, we are having a national conference. Um, November first through the third, and it's called Prior Lake, Minnesota. I had an aunt that was uh, living at Prior Lake. It's a beautiful area, um, and I would love it if we could get a delegation of women from the West to come and um, and and enjoy that conference. That agenda is on there too. Um, I've been on this board for the Dairy Girl Network board for three years, and it's always been my goal to. Um, to bring the benefits of Dairy Girl Network to Western women. Um, Growing up on that small little 25 and 72 cow dairy, I have an appreciation for the small dairies that exist um, mostly in the East and the Midwest. But after living here for so long and working with large herds and large herd managers, I have a, appreciation for what they do and the challenges that they have as well. So I'm in a kind of a unique situation, but um, Dairy Girl Network, uh, maybe you might think it's just for, for small Midwestern, uh, Eastern United States uh, dairy women, but it's, it's truly for Western women as well. And, and I'm hoping um, that we can get more involvement here. We do have in Washington, another board member, Michelle Schilter, um, who just put a, a robot dairy, a robot facility into her dairy. Um, she's also on the board and also has this same hope for women to get involved.
2: Well, I think there are really so many opportunities and I would really encourage any of our listeners um, to join. And if someone is interested in learning more about Dairy Girl Network or joining, what should they do besides follow the link to the website?
3: Right. Um, If if anyone has any questions about um, about Dairy Girl Network, they can email me. We can maybe leave my email and notes. Mm -hmm. It's Connie at ConnorAgriscience.com you can, um, uh, email me, give me a call and, um, and watch on Facebook. If you're on Facebook, we have a really, uh, fun and interesting page uh, for the group. And it's called exchange by dairy girl network. So if you look up exchange by dairy girl network on Facebook, you'll find us. And, we, uh, that is really the heartbeat of the organization as far as a day to day communication. We have members from all over the country that pose all kinds of questions and uh, give all kinds of answers. And we talk about things on there like, um, gee, you know, I've got this calf that's got this fever and, and, isn't eating and and doing this and doing that. What do you think I should do? To what are your favorite boots to wear to the barn? To hey, I'm putting on this uh, showmanship contest for my 4-H kids or my Junior Holstein kids or Jersey Club kids. And what do I do about um, hiring judges? Or um, or I'm uh, <laughs> I'm in a situation here on a dairy. I'm on a family dairy and. My father-in-law is doing this and my mother-in-law is doing this and my brother-in-law is doing that. And how do I fit in? And, um, so we, it just covers a whole bunch of different things, um, for industry women. There's a lot of questions and answers there too. Um, so that's, what's unique about Dairy Girl Network is that we kind of bridge that gap between industry and the actual farm and, and we're all in this together. So, um, we provide lots of opportunity for communication that way.
2: Well, I agree. And I'm always impressed by the breadth of information and the different types of questions or information that's being shared. And I'm really looking forward to the QuickBooks course, actually. I'm, I'm going to take a peek at that after we're done here.
3: Absolutely. I think that that's going to be um, something that is really valuable. You know, Dairy Girl Network, One of our goals is, and our our biggest goal is to meet our members where they're at. So if you're just starting out in the dairy industry, we have some, we have a lot of members who have never even been a part of the dairy industry before. Maybe they're graduating out of college. They just got a new sales job with a dairy company, Um, and, and they're finding information as well as people like me who have been in the industry for a while and there's new things for us to learn too. So we we meet our members where they're at and and wherever you're at is great. There's something there for you.
2: Well, thanks, Connie. I'm really excited to see how we grow in the West and I'm really interested in continuing to help that along. And. Kind of as we wrap up here, is there anything else you want to share with our listeners or talk about, or maybe just a piece of advice for someone who's, who's listening to this today?
3: Well, thank you for that opportunity. Um, I would just really encourage people to get involved in Dairy Girl Network and to um, look for the events that we are organizing. And a special challenge to women in the West is to get out there and be a part of that organization of events. Um, there are a few of us who do some some of these things right now, but I really would love for people to step up and say, hey, I'd like to put on this connect event, or I'd like to host a small group at my place, or um, hey, I'd love to go to national convention. How can I do that? So um, that's, my advice is to get involved and it, you don't ha- It doesn't have to be a major huge thing, but um, I know from my own experience that getting involved in an organization just helps you grow, introduces you to new people and new places and new things, and gives us all a good shot in the arm um, where we need it. Well,
2: thanks, Connie. We really appreciate it. And make sure if you're listening, you check out all of those links down in the show notes.
3: Very good. Exactly. Thank you so much for having me, Darby. I really appreciate the opportunity for uh to be on your web on your let me start that over again. It's okay. (laughs) Thank you, Darby, for the opportunity to address the Western United uh, listeners today. I really appreciate it. And I hope to see everybody soon.
2: Well, thanks again, Connie.
0: Bennett Environmental, turning your wastewater liabilities into sustainable assets. Learn more at Bennett Environmental.com.
2: Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Seen and Heard, industry updates for the modern dairy family. We want to give a thank you, as always, to our partners at Blimling for their market update. And a thank you to Connie Cooper of Connor Agriscience and Dairy Girl Network for taking time to be on the show today. Remember, you can always reach out to us with any questions, comments, or content requests at wud.pod at gmail.com. Melissa can be reached at mlema at and I can be reached at darby at Remember to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite platform, and have a great week. While Western United Dairies respects the varied views of our podcast guests, please know that views expressed on Seen and Heard may not necessarily reflect the positions of the Western United Dairies Board of Directors.
0: Thank you to Western United Dairies' generous business sponsors Gar Bennett, California Dairy Magazine, Farm Credit Alliance, FR Ag Services, Moss Energy Works. Bennett Environmental, PG&E, and Yosemite Farm Credit. We appreciate our sponsors and thank them for their continued support. If you'd like more information on how to sponsor Western United Dairies or this podcast, please send us an email at info at wudairies.com. That's info at w u d a i r. Ies.com.